From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cat Perry. Every great musical performance includes at least three elements, a wonderful composer, an excellent performer, and an appreciative audience, and today we definitely have all three. Our composer is none other than virtuoso violinist and composer Niccolo Paganini. We chose him because today, October 27th, would actually be his 233rd birthday. We even have birthday cake, so happy birthday, Niccolo. And in his honor, we'll be hearing 10 of his 24 caprices for solo violin, a set of devilishly difficult pieces he wrote over a period of 15 years. Our performer is none other than David Park, violinist and assistant concertmaster of the Utah Symphony. In fact, to our knowledge, his performance tonight is the most of these caprices ever attempted live on the radio. And for our audience, we're pleased to have 30 of our sustaining members with us this evening, as many as we can fit into the studio. And of course, all of you, wherever you are listening. So without further ado, we'll enjoy the first set of 24 Caprices for solo violin by Nic Niccolo Paganini. We'll hear numbers one, five, and nine, played by David Park. Thank <laughs> you. 
by Niccolo Paganini. We've just heard Caprice's number one, five, and nine, I believe. Yes, and, that's true. Oh my goodness, let me get some water. Dave, David Park. <laughs> it, is, it is an athletic event. It's sort of wow. like doing sprints you know. in sports, I guess. Exactly. You know, I tell you something. That first Caprice that I started off with is so difficult to, and really, it's literally a sprint. And I, as I was telling you earlier, you know, I did some track when I was in school. And, and to me, these caprices are like really doing sprints, like 100 meter. It takes so much out of you. <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, in fact, we, we have a little experiment device with a stopwatch here. Okay. <laughs> you, were telling, you, <laughs> you, were telling me, you were telling me how fast Paganini could play when yes, he wrote these. You know, I, I tell you, I just uh, found this. Uh, there's so many legends behind Paganini. You know, he was one of the most eccentric musicians, really, in, in history. And all this association with devil. His nickname was Witch's Son. And one of the legends says that he can play so beautifully sometimes, can make an audience cry. And also so fast that many people thought they actually saw devil assisting Paganini <laughs> when he was playing the violin. Because no one could play that Ex fast. Exactly. <laughs> and then there was also a, a story that I heard that he can play 12 notes per second. And I thought, wow, you know, and then, you know, obviously I was very curious. So just, I actually just this morning, uh, I found this out and I was kind of experimenting and playing around with it. And then the, I, I tested myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, I did a little excerpt and mm -hmm. I, I, when I timed myself, uh, I came pretty close. Okay, so, well. We're, so I, I don't know. I we're going to put you, you on the like spot to hear? here. I, I, <laughs> I have my stopwatch here on my handy phone. And I, now, I, you had a section, I think it's like 220 notes. Yes. Like you know, I, once again, I cannot guarantee, uh, you know, I could match <laughs> his speed. But I can try to play uh, 264 notes. Uh, so let me see if you divide that into 12. I think that becomes like 22 seconds. Okay, I'm ready. So, Shall, shall we try? All right. Okay. And, and like, like, <laughs> like a track meet, we'll say, take your mark. Exactly. Get set. Okay, if you want to okay. step back there, and okay. I've got my stopwatch handy. Tell me when you're... Uh, I need to have at least two tries, just, just, just uh, <laughs> because I, okay. I haven't really had a chance to uh, practice on this. Okay. All right. So. Take, runners, take your mark. Step back just okay. a little further. Okay. Take your mark. Get set. Go. like 20 and a half seconds that was incredibly oh, serious? i'm serious yes. we could have a little applause for that. <laughs> so you were even you were closer this time than where you were this morning i actually this morning i was like a little bit past 22. oh no you because you, i think the adrenaline of being in public <laughs> uh, that, that helped a little bit okay a personal best here we try and always provide some excitement here no i mean I really would. literally was yeah, what was yeah, the time yeah. on that my finger was slow i i got it there on 21 and 20, okay. and i was starting to move my thumb it was about 20.5. Wow. Okay. I, I should contact the right there. Book World Guinness yeah, we'll World Guinness. Record. <laughs> we'll call Guinness. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> so we do want to hear some more music, but I have to ask you, okay. these caprices, yeah. I mean, it's not like he sat down and thought, what could I write that would drive everyone crazy to try and play? But he really had a different intention with each one of these. Well, exactly. What, what do they teach you? Well, to me, you know, this 24 caprices is so important. I think it, it's vital for any serious violinist if they want to become a very a serious uh, first-tier, top-tier violinist. And I think what he did was, uh, I think during his time, one has to understand he was a contemporary of Beethoven. So the so public have never heard music such as this. I mean, it, they, they thought, well, my goodness. I mean, it's something that was unheard of. And then, as you know, uh, so when people heard him for the first time, they thought, well, this person is not human. So that's why there were all these legends. Yeah. You know, apparently, you know, he wore all black. Black hair. Well, that didn't help with black the stories. <laughs> yeah, and so people thought, wow, this guy is really, he perso personifies uh, somebody like a, a devil. Uh -huh. And I think, uh, I think uh, each one of these 24 caprices go through a different aspect of violin technique. So I think the idea is once you can master all 24 of them, pretty much you master all the violin techniques. Good. I'm going to ask you about a couple of techniques after we hear our next set. Okay. But let's let you take your place okay. and get set. We're going to be hearing three more of these from the 24 Caprices for Solo Violin by Niccolo Paganini. Again, we are celebrating his 233rd birthday on this very day that we happen to be performing here. So Caprices now 13, 14, and 16.
Caprice is number 13, 14, and 16 by Niccolo Paganini. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and we have just heard David Park performing live on Highway 89. David, these, yes, they yes. are so difficult. We'll let you sort of catch your breath here for a minute. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. my question is, what made you think, hey, it would be really fun to play these in front of a, a group of people on live radio? Why not? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, I like to do something a little bit different. And... Uh, <laughs> Paganini is something that is a challenge for not just myself, for every violinist. Mm. And it's something that I've been working out really throughout my whole life. So regardless if I had a performance or not, I always practiced Paganini. Mm. And I thought, wow, you know, it used to be such that to play just one was so difficult. And I used to get so sore after just practicing <laughs> one caprice. And I thought, wow. And then, you know, I, I would look around uh, some of the international violin competitions and then I recall uh, a Tchaikovsky uh, competition uh, used to require two caprices. And I thought, wow, that's, you know, it's not so easy. And then I thought, wow. And then I looked at Queen Elizabeth competition. I think it's uh, arguably the, the biggest out there. It required three. I said, my goodness, are three possible? So and I, I used to kind of, uh, uh, you know, go towards uh, as, a, as a goal to playing three. And I said, well, three after a while, it, it's doable. So I increased that to <laughs> six and nine and so forth. Well, let me go clear back to the very beginning yeah. as a violinist. I understand your parents were both musicians. Yes, yes, they were. And they're both cellists. Mm. And uh, I believe I, I told this story in the past, how I got into music. But they're very influential. And obviously, uh, them being a professional musician, it really helped me quite a bit. So, but I understand even though you were quite good mm -hmm. in junior high, you didn't really want to advertise that you played the violin. You were more into being known for your sports activities. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> I'm a big sports fanatic. And uh, just like, you know, like, like most teenagers, uh, I was very involved with sports at the time in, in junior, high school, uh, junior high school in particular. And uh, I played in, in teams, uh, schools, team, and so forth. And so I, I used to be kind of embarrassed that uh, between my friends that I played the violin. So, for example, when I used to bring the violin to school, I would in enter through the back of the school. <laughs> <laughs> and but the interesting story was that you know I was kind of the leader of the orchestra at the time, 
And the conductor came up to me one time, uh, telling me that he was concerned because people were dropping out and not signing up for orchestra. So he wanted me to play for the whole school. And I, of course, my natural reaction was no way. You know, I mean, you know, I have a certain reputation in the school. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he begged and begged, and, and uh, I, I finally did. And surprisingly, I think this is one of the, the first experiences for me that uh, kind of uh, made me aware that music was quite special. Mm. It's something that I can consider for the future because, uh, I mean, e even though they're very young kids. Uh, by the way, before I played for the assembly at the time, uh, there was a, a, a drummer who played a drum solo right before me with the ACDC. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> I, he played the ACDC music and he played drum solo and then people went crazy. Right. Thought, oh my God, I have to go after that. <laughs> but I said, okay, I, I can outdo him. And I play one of these kind of like really flashy pieces, mm -hmm. Gypsy Airs by Sarasate. Uh -huh. And surprisingly, the kids or the students, I mean, their reaction was even better. It was more, more excited. <laughs> So therefore, I think that to me, that was kind of an important point of my life. Yeah, definitely. You didn't yeah. have to hide your violin no, and walk in through not, the back not door. Not ever, ever since then. <laughs> now, I understand that when you were a young man, you heard some of the Utah Symphony recordings directed mm. by Maurice Abravanel, and he had such a great tradition of recording yes, and releasing yes. records. Tell me about that. and. How did that influence you wanting to play for the Utah Symphony? Well, uh, as a student, I used to go to Santa Barbara for music festival. There's a very renowned music festival there. And uh, Abravanel used to be music director there a long time ago. Hmm. And then there used to be a, a statue of him. And then uh, actually there was a hall called Abravanel Hall there as well. I think now it's no longer there. But when I was there, there was a Bravina Hall there and statue and so forth. And then, you know, when you get a brochure, they, they show the history of the music festival. So I recall uh, uh, reading about Bravino uh, and, and Utah Symphony. So, you know, so I actually I knew quite a bit uh, about Utah Symphony growing up in California. And now here you are. Yeah, here I am. Assistant concertmaster of the well, orchestra. Well, you know, actually a few weeks ago, I, I did an interview for, for uh, KSL News, and they asked me the same question, actually. Mm. And then I said, well, you know, there's a kind of interesting story. I had a friend who was a pianist. Uh, she came here, uh, played the solo with the symphony, and then this is when I was in college. And then after she came back, she said, wow, surprising. They were so good, and the people were so nice over there. And then she had said, well, I can picture you playing there someday. And then surprisingly, many years later, here I am. Wonderful. We're so glad you are. Well, thank you. <laughs> you have had far too much rest now. It's time for three more. Oh, three, three more. Oh, my goodness. goodness. Okay. <laughs> so we'll let you take your place. We're listening to David Park, Assistant Concertmaster of the Utah Symphony, as he performs another set of three of these 24 Caprices for solo violin by Niccolo Paganini. We listen to Caprice number 19, 20, and 21.
David Park performing Caprices number 19, 20, and 21 for solo violin by Niccolo Paganini live on Highway 89. David, you have performed solos, you've performed recitals in Carnegie Hall, Alice Tully Hall in New York, uh, Salle Pleyel in Paris, and the Sejong Music Center in Seoul. Do you have a favorite hall or a, a favorite performance <clears throat> you recall? Well, Steve, before I get to that, you know, I, I tell you, today is a kind of a, a different experience for me. First of all, I, I want to welcome everyone here and thank them for supporting this wonderful radio station, KBYU. Hmm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's a very difficult task, as you know. And it's so strange, you know, after you, you finish a piece and, and nobody responds. <laughs> Was I that bad? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, getting back to your question well you know of course uh you know to play at the recital hall at carnegie hall i mean that was a highlight for me thus far and uh, I, I got to play one of my favorite pieces vivaldi four seasons there mm -hmm. and and so far that was probably my biggest concert thus far and uh, of course going back to my native country south korea to perform there with the soul philharmonic which uh, my parents both of my parents played in mm -hmm. so that was quite special as well and i got to also along with uh playing solo like you know many many years ago when i was in college actually uh, i got to go back a few years ago to play as a guest concertmaster and so that was also very exciting and every time i go back it, it's really wonderful i mean if people haven't uh, uh, visited south korea it's an incredible country I want to ask you about some of the terms. Uh, there are different techniques that, that are explored in this. We've been hearing them, but mm -hmm. we don't always have the names to put with them if we're not violinists or other okay. string players. Yeah. So I have just a couple to ask you about. I wonder if you'd mind playing just an example. Okay. Uh, one of them was, uh, several of these have what, what's called ricochet bowing. Yes, How would yes. you describe that? What is that? Well, ricochet is, is actually, you know, it's one of those things, it's really cool. But it's very difficult to do, and it, it doesn't come out in, in, in many musics. It's just on some of the show pieces by mm -hmm. Paganini, Vignowski, and Sarasate, and, and so forth. But when it comes out, I mean, it's really, it's kind of an effect. And, uh, you know, it's, many, many times people are very fascinated by it. So you're actually bouncing the bow? Is that how it... Yes, but what's so dif difficult about it is it's different than spiccato, where you're playing uh, separate bows. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, you're playing separate bows, bouncing... But when you're playing, playing ricochet, you're actually slurring it and bouncing at the same time. Mm. So you have something like... <laughs> <laughs> it does sort of seem like magic, actually, <laughs> to those of us who have never picked up the bow before. So yeah, that's, just so that's why I think when Pagani first came upon uh, the, the scene and then he was displaying all this, it's like, like magic. It was well, like a magician. Did he invent them? Well, you know, I, I, I can't say that for sure, but I think there were violinists. For example, uh, Vivaldi started somewhat of a virtuosic writing before him, mm. right, from the Baroque period. Uh, and the Bach, you know, his violin uh, sonatas and partitas with the polyphonic writing, it was very, very important invention at the time as well, 
before Paganini. Uh, but I think Paganini really was the first composer dash violinist virtuoso who really displayed all these things that people really never heard of before. Now there's this other term, double stops, triple stops. And does yeah. that just mean two notes at once, three notes at once? Exactly, exactly. And we've heard several. In fact, one of them, I, I think it was number 14, you were playing chords. Exactly. Two, three, and sometimes four Could strings at the same time. Give just a little example of that. Yes, yes. So for example, the, the opening, so you start with two, then three, and then, and then three, and then it goes <laughs> to into four a little bit later on. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Well, I wanted to ask about this final Caprice, number 24. Okay. This We're is the already, most... Yeah. This is the most famous of the set. Yes, yes. And why do you think that is? Why do people love this so much? Well, you know, this, uh, this music, this particular Caprice, really inspires so many composers. And if you go on, on, on Wikipedia, I mean, it lists, I mean, people that I never heard of, even like rock, rock singers. And it's really fascinating. But uh, I think most notably, uh, composers such as Brahms, Rachmaninoff, hmm. uh, Liszt, Ludoslavsky, and so forth. But there's a very interesting fact. We all know the, the famous melody uh, by Rachmaninoff, uh, the, the Rhapsody in the theme of Paganini. You know, this beautiful uh -huh. melody, for example, uh, comes from the opening theme of the 24th Caprice. The opening theme starts... And then Rachmaninoff inverts it and writes in <laughs> a very so just, famous melody just going backwards yeah and he writes uh, the most beautiful melody out of it well let's let's hear this we can't, we can't okay. not hear number 24 okay, now sure. <laughs> david park performing the final of these 24 caprices for solo violin by niccolo paganini
The last of Niccolo Paganini's 24 caprices for violin was also our last piece on this special edition of Highway 89. Happy birthday to Niccolo Paganini, still sounding great wow. at 233. <laughs> and we are especially grateful to David Park, our distinguished and daring violinist. David, thank you so much. Thank we you, really appreciate you coming in. No, it was really my pleasure. And one more well-deserved round of applause from our studio audience. <laughs> Thank you so much to our...
Thank you to our studio audience and to all of our sustaining members for making this and our other programming possible. I know it is difficult. We do that partly for time and for acoustics to not have everyone applaud after each piece, but we should set out a tip jar or something. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to do cake tonight. Okay. We are always glad to hear from our listeners. We welcome comments and questions via email at highway89 at byu.edu. And you can follow our Twitter and Instagram feeds at byuh89. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistant is Abby Horlocker. And the show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.